Congregation, the text for this morning's sermon is found in the last passage we read from, and our focus will be on Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, and let us read the words of this verse again. And there our Lord and Savior says, So in everything do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. And so far our text. And after the proclamation of God's word, let us respond in song. Let us sing from Psalm 119, the stanzas 49, 50, and 55. Beloved congregation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, don't we all know the words of our text of this morning? They are the well-known words of the golden rule. And everything do to others as you would have them do to you. Never let us realize that this rule is not some rule which man has come up with. And this truly great rule comes from the law and the prophets. That is from God's word. Indeed, this golden rule comes from none other than God himself. But how often, how often do we really seek to live by this rule in our everyday lives? As this rule given by our Lord Jesus Christ is very practical. It speaks to our relationships, to our relations in marriage and family life, but also in the communion of saints and in work and, and pleasure. Yes, how much attention do we give to our relationships with those around us? Especially today when we are so easily absorbed with ourselves, so easily forget about those around us, where me, myself, and I are all so important. Really, beloved, this rule of our Lord and Savior fits for every situation. It says, as it says here, in everything, in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. In this way, then, our Lord and Savior truly equips us for life in his kingdom. Thanks to his command here, at any moment we may know how to conduct ourselves with respect to those around us. For yes, sometimes we may think we're in a bind when it comes to our conduct. We may wonder, how do I deal with those around us? We may not always feel so sure of what we are to do. And at times we may not be able to ask for the advice of friends, we consult the book or, or phone our parents. And thankfully our Lord then gives us this rule which we can always apply. It is fitting for every time we must deal with one another. And so thankfully Jesus Christ directs us in the way of true love with this rule. For yes, the golden rule is all about showing love for our neighbor. And let us this morning see how God promised us to help us live by this rule. And let us see what this rule is all about. And so God's word then comes to you this morning, summarized under this theme. That our Lord Jesus commands us to live by the golden rule. We'll pay attention first to the promise with this rule. And second, the nature of this rule. I repeat, our Lord Jesus commands us to live by the golden rule. We'll pay attention first to the promise with this rule and then the nature of this rule. As beloved, our text of this morning begins with that little word, so. 
So, or better yet, therefore, in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. Yes, so, therefore, what the Lord Jesus is doing here is bringing his sermon on the mount to a conclusion. And in this way, we can see that this golden rule does not stand on its own. The golden rule is not some kind of detached rule. No, the golden rule, as we have it before us this morning, is, is a very important part of Jesus Christ's well-known Sermon on the Mount. And so we must see this golden rule in light of what Jesus already preached to his people. Now, what had Jesus already preached about? What had his sermon been all about so far? Well, beloved, Jesus' sermon was based on God's word. He was preaching from God's word. He was preaching on the Old Testament, on the law and the prophets. And as we read there at the beginning of his sermon, he said, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, but to fulfill them. And indeed, Jesus Christ had done this, and would continue to do this. Fulfill the law and the prophets. Yes, our Lord and Savior kept God's law in a way no one else did. And so, yes, our Lord Jesus Christ draws proper attention to himself. Yes, his sermon here, the Sermon on the Mount, was truly Christ-centered. For yes, throughout his life here on earth, Jesus Christ was truly filled with love for God and for those around him. Yes, it was our Lord Jesus Christ who was truly obedient to the command. Also then we have before us this morning, in everything do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yes, you could say he practiced also then what he preached. For yes, in this sermon, Jesus Christ then called God's covenant people also to live according to God's commands, according to God's covenant demands. And how could he call them to do that? For of themselves they could not. No, it would be only with the help of God's spirit that they could live according to God's covenant demands. Yes, they could begin to live according to these demands. And so, yes, he also sought here to explain how they were to live according to these demands. His God's covenant people needed a correct understanding of his commands. They needed a true understanding of the depths of these demands. For what had happened was that the super pious Pharisees and scribes had, had really messed up God's people's understanding of his law. The scribes and the Pharisees have put forward a very legalistic, a very superficial understanding of God's covenant demands. As for the scribes and the Pharisees, God's commands were, were there to govern the people's outward conduct, to make sure they did all the right things. And so they had turned God's commands into a matter of many do's and don'ts. And to help make sure they did the right thing all the time. And the scribes and Pharisees did was come up with many additional regulations for God's people. Regulations for every possible situation in everyday life. You think of a situation, scribes and Pharisees had a regulation for it. 
And in this way, they imposed a very, very heavy yoke on God's people, a yoke which no one could carry. And yet at the same time, at the same time, they created many loopholes in the law for themselves. And so they hollowed out God's commands. And in this way, they could give themselves good marks for keeping God's commands. And beloved, this is what the Lord Jesus Christ then opposed here in the Sermon on the Mount. When you read through this sermon, you will see Jesus Christ is explaining what each of the commandments are really all about. He seeks, yes, to show the true depths of God's commands. And so, yes, he's opposed to the superficial approach of the scribes and the Pharisees. And for example, in his sermon, Jesus Christ spoke about the sixth commandment. You shall not murder. And then he said it's not enough for God if we do not actually physically kill someone. And with the sixth commandment he made clear that God is also against the root of murder. Such as envy, hatred and anger. And then with the sixth commandment then God commands us not even to have anger and, and hatred to well up in our hearts. And then he regards all these as murder. As breaking the sixth commandment. And then also in his sermon, Jesus Christ spoke about the seventh commandment. You shall not commit adultery. And then he had said it's not enough for God if we, we don't actually commit the act of adultery. That is sleep with someone else's spouse. This in this command, God was also then against the root of adultery. Such as looking lustfully at another man's wife. And then God commands indeed that we not even have lustful desires rise up in our hearts. And he also regards these as a form of adultery, transgression of the seventh commandment. And so the Lord Jesus Christ seeks here to show the true depth of what God requires. And what really God requires is that our hearts be completely filled with love for him. And also love for one another. And so yes, the Lord Jesus Christ really want to write. It's God's law, God's commands in the hearts of his people. He wants to break through that half-hearted service of, of many of God's people. It's that half-hearted service towards God, but also towards one another. Yes, he was wondering, yes, really, where is their love for one another? Often that love was not there. In fact, the opposite was often there. Often they were very judgmental of one another. And that is why the Lord Jesus warned there in the beginning of chapter 7, Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And so what the Lord Jesus was warning against here was, was the self-righteous judging of others. Of being very judgmental towards others. And yes, the scribes and the Pharisees were very good at doing this. Yes, they were very good at seeing the speck of sawdust. In someone else's eye. But paying no attention. That that honking huge log in their own eye. Really they were good at. Condemning what others did and did not do. But they never really took a good look at themselves. And that is why the Lord Jesus Christ told them. Look at yourself. Examine yourself. Let us take that honking huge log out of our own eye and then only then we'll be seen clearly to take the speck, that little speck out of our brother's eye. 
So he calls them to self-examination and also us to self-examination. Really, how do we see ourselves before the Lord God? Do we see ourselves as people filled with love for him and love for those around us? Do we truly seek to make God's law our very own? Oh, it's easy to hold up God's law for others to live by. We're not living by it ourselves. And when we examine ourselves in the light of God's law, then you wonder how can we live up to this, this law, this, these demands. Yes, how, how can you and I possibly live up to God's covenant demands? How can I, how can you truly live in love with others? How can you and I live according to the golden rule as mentioned here in our text? Yes, in everything, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Beloved, we need a lot of help. For ourselves, we cannot do this. And where can we get this help from? Well, as the Lord Jesus Christ goes on to command, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Yes, what the Lord Jesus Christ promises here is, yes, the help of our Heavenly Father in living by this golden rule. And really look at how our Heavenly Father who created us deals with us. We have a Father in heaven who does not deal with us according to what we deserve. Now he deals with us in much grace and love. Yes, as a Father, he loves us as children. And he seeks our good, our spiritual well-being. He gives us all what we need to live in a relationship with him. And so we need to ask him for all what we need. Yes, to live in relationship with him, but also with one another. To live, yes, by the golden rule. And so, yes, we need to turn to our God and Father in heaven in prayer. We need to ask him for the good he has promised. And our Father in heaven will give good gifts to us when we ask in faith. He will give his spirits to help us live by this rule. It's only by the powerful working of the Spirit within us can we begin to live by the golden rule. For yes, of ourselves, we don't want to live by this rule. We are sinful people inclined to twist this rule, to turn against this rule in selfishness. And that brings us then to our second point, the nature of this rule. Is what is this rule really all about? What is the nature of this rule? Well, it's all about love, beloved. Showing love to our neighbor. Love to those we have contact with. Yet how easily, yes, how easily do we twist Christ's rule given here? How often don't we think and may even say, in everything, do to others what they do to me. How often don't we twist Christ's rule in this way? How often don't you and I think I will do to them 
as they have done to me and they haven't done nicely to me and I'll give them back in return. As children, children, don't we often think and even act this way with our brothers and sisters at home? Your brother wrecks your toys, well, you'll wreck his toy. Your sister bugs you, you'll bug her back. And with our fellow students at school, you hurt me, I'll hurt you. And we get quickly caught up in this tit for tat, in getting even with someone else. It's also as teenagers, don't we also think, do unto others as they have done to me? You mouth me off, I'll mouth you off. You swipe something from me, I'll swipe something from you. And as adults, are we any better? How often don't we have the same attitude? You ignore me, I'll ignore you. You rip me off in business, I'll rip you off in business. I'll give you a taste of your own medicine. Really, how often don't we follow the rule of revenge rather than the golden rule, the rule of love? Our Lord and Savior warned. He warned against going in this direction in the Sermon on the Mount. He warned against seeking personal revenge. Yes, this golden rule as we have it before us is against personal revenge. That would be a twisting of what Lord Jesus really said here. And why? Why? Why are we not so keen then to live by the golden rule? Well, because of self. Because of me, myself, and I. Yes, you and I are incredibly selfish by nature. We often think only of ourselves. As this is our wretched condition. With the fall into sin, we have become entirely self-centered. By nature, you and I think of nothing and no one but ourselves. My own well-being. What is in it for me? Because even as we believe in Jesus Christ, this still remains true. We still have our sinful nature to contend with every day again. And instinctively, we are self-centered. It's really, how often do we think of others, of people other than ourselves? And indeed, our failure to live by the golden rule is because we're self-centered. And this in turn leads to self-satisfaction, self-protection, self-concern. Self is always put first. Yes, man wants everything for himself. And is this not why then we have the conflicts and the quarrels of today? Yes, as the Apostle James said, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they become from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but you don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. Thankfully, we have a Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks to him, we have a Father in heaven. And through a Father, we have incredible gifts. We have the gift of God's grace, the gift of God's Spirit. And so we may begin to live according to this golden rule. And then notice then what this golden rule says. Pay attention carefully to those words. So in everything, so in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. In everything, in every situation, not just in certain situations. In every situation we face in life, do to others as you would have them do to you. 
Indeed, this rule is for every situation we face in life. This rule applies in our marriages, in our family life. It applies at school, in the playground at school, in our business, in our work, in our fun, in our entertainment. And also notice what God literally says here too. In everything, do to men what you would have them do to you. As it says, do to men. That's general. It doesn't say to some men. We cannot be selective as to who we apply this golden rule to. We cannot just apply this rule to those who are friends, to those we hang around at school with, but also to those, beloved, who we don't hang around with, who those who might not be our closest friends, to those who even might find irritating, to those who may be a complete unbeliever. And also notice who is to obey this rule. In everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. As this rule comes to you, it comes to me. We are to act on this rule in the help of the Spirit. We're not to think, well, why should I show goodness to so-and-so when he or she has treated me so badly in the past? Beloved, obeying this rule doesn't depend on what others have or have not done. No, we're called to do this out of obedience to Jesus Christ. We need to do this out of thankfulness for what he has done for us. For yes, he has obeyed this rule in a way none of us can. Now, if we're not sure on how we might apply this rule, let us start by asking ourselves, what are the things I dislike? What are the things that are are hateful, which upset me and bring out the worst in me? What are the things that are annoying and discouraging to me? What are the things that are against God's commands? Well, let's make sure we don't do these things to others. You don't like nasty things said about you? Well, don't say nasty things about others. You don't like people condemning you? Then don't condemn others. You don't like other children at school bugging you and picking on you? Well, then don't bug and pick on them either. You don't like your employees ripping you off. You make sure you don't rip off anyone in your business dealings. And to put it positively, what are the things I like others to do to me? What are the things which show me love, which encourage me, make me happy, which are in accordance with God's commands, which make for peace? Well, make sure then we do these things to others. We like it when people say kind things to us. And let's make sure that we say kind things to others. We like it when people pay their bills to us on time. And we make sure we pay our bills to others on time. We like it when people are patient with our weaknesses and shortcomings. And we also seek to be patient with the weaknesses and shortcomings of others. We like it when people speak in encouraging ways to us then we seek to speak encouraging ways to those around us. And so, yes, in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. And so, beloved, we have a great responsibility to one another. We must live with this rule. And we live then in true love with one another. Love, yes, love. Love is giving without expecting anything in return. 
And yes, this simple rule, the golden rule, sums up the law and the prophets. It fulfills the law and the prophets. This is what the law and the prophets, in a nutshell, are all about. This is a summary of God's revealed will. This is much like the summary found there in Matthew 22. The one we heard again this morning after the reading of the Ten Commandments. Indeed, Jesus Christ was saying here, in light of all what I've taught you about the law and the prophets, obey the golden rule. For this is really what it's all about. This is the greater righteousness which I require of you in a life of thankful love. And so, yes, beloved, with this rule, Jesus Christ freed God's people from the reign of experts. Yes, in his time, people were often counseled to go to the sages, the rabbis, the experts in the law, the scribes, the Pharisees, in order to know exactly what was required of them. And as I mentioned before, the scribes and the Pharisees provided a rule for every conceivable situation in everyday life. And so they made many additional rules and regulations which they laid on God's people. What a massive amount of laws they burdened God's people with. And a good Israelite was supposed to ask himself when trying to keep the law, well, what was commanded by the scribes and Pharisees? Oh, I forget. Yeah. Yeah, every part of their law was governed by one of their rules and regulations. And the scribes and the Pharisees were quite proud of how they kept all their rules and regulations. And now here comes the Lord Jesus Christ. And he did away with all their extra rules and regulations. And he gave them this very simple and very broad rule. A rule which summarized what God's law and the prophets are all about. A rule which the scribes and the Pharisees could not complete in full. And which we can also not complete in full. It's like the scribes and the Pharisees, we fall short in keeping God's golden rule. And so we're humble before our Father in heaven. Unless we come under the judgment of our sins, let us see our faults, our sins, our shortcomings with respect to this rule. And then seek his grace, seek forgiveness of our sins in Jesus Christ. Also forgiveness of our sin against the golden rule. And let us realize that Jesus Christ fulfilled this rule. Thanks to his perfect obedience to this rule. We stand right before God. And thanks to his, his sacrifice on the cross. Thanks to his obedience. We have the gift of the spirit. And so we may begin to live according to this rule. It's with the help of God's grace and spirit. We may begin to live in accordance with the golden rule. Doing to others what would he have them so graciously do to us. Amen.